I guess a country with four official languages and the steepest mountains in Europe just has to be well-organized and super-efficient to all work out. We're learning about Switzerland right now with Swiss-born Martin Minnick and tour guide Donald White, who enjoys the Alps from his home base just next door, near Lake Como in Italy. Martin and Donald, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. Switzerland has four languages. If you look on the French, uh, the Swiss franc note, you see four different languages. What's the story here, Martin? We are a um, confederation of 26 cantons. Those are politically equivalent to uh, states in the United States. And they came together beginning in central Switzerland, the German-speaking areas, and they grew as a union, as a confederation of friends, of people defending their way of life, which happens to be a alpine mountain farming kind of a culture. But over the 14th century, more and more places wanted to join, and those happened to be places that were historically in the... Um, Different linguistic zones. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So centuries ago, five, six hundred years ago, the first cantons got together and created the, the Swiss Federation. That's right. And it was such a cool organization. Other people just wanted to get on board. Yeah, if you think about it, this is um, kicking out the feudal system. This is um, revolting against, um, maybe you would say, 500 years later about taxation about without representation. Um, why should we, Swiss farmers, be paying a Habsburg, giving big uh, parts of our harvest to this guy that is suppressing us, that is uh, taking liberties with, um, with our women. So they sort of kicked a, them out. There's an independent <laughs> spirit there that, that yes. survives to this day because you've got that, that sort of independent uh, style. I mean, everybody else has the euro and you guys are hanging on to your own currency. Why is that, Don? Don well, it's something which is always coming up in referenda, and that's a cultural difference because the Italian Swiss and the French Swiss usually vote to go into the euro, but the German Swiss don't, and they're two-thirds, so they always carry the... <laughs> oh, is that right? So the Germans do so. dominate. Yes. If you were French this... or Italian, and what is it, like uh, 40% of the country speaks... German, 30% French. Oh, more like 60, 60%. 60% German. It's uh, German-speaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like 25% French and less than 10%. 10% Italian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's uh, one little tiny fourth group. The Reto-Romanish, but nobody speaks only Reto-Romanish, so they're all speaking either Italian or German as well. Yeah. But there's about 60,000, maybe it's under 100,000. And that's in the, uh, it's sort of a little enclave where the language is directly related to ancient Latin, is that right? Yeah. It's in the eastern part of Switzerland, in the the Graubunden, near St. Moritz, is the most famous place. Okay, and that's called uh, Romanche. Romanche. Romanche, Reto Romanche. Um, I think uh, originally it was um, Roman soldiers that after the disbanding of the Roman Empire had nowhere to go. They were stationed in Helvetia. Oh, there they go. And here they um, were set loose. Where should they go? They had no roots in Italy, so they settled in those uh, valleys. It is their old Latin dialect that and they today, kept in, going. And today, in the 21st century, it'd be pretty cruel to raise your child speaking Romanche only. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you would happen. be, yes. No, I don't but think But you so. do find the four languages on the currency. On the notes. This mm-hmm. is Travel with Rick Steves. As we do every week, we're delving into a different culture, talking with local experts and broadening our perspective. Today, the topic is the distinct cultures within the little country of Switzerland. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. Joan's on the line in Scottsdale, Arizona. Joan, thanks for your call. Hi there. 
I have a question, and my question is, um, culturally, how are the Swiss Germans different from the Germans residing in Germany? The joke in Switzerland goes, it's the Große Kanton, the big Kanton, <laughs> that's, that's Germany. And uh, we like to distinguish ourselves from them. And a lot of it has to do, of course, with envy, because the Germans being a very thorough, very well-educated people that in Switzerland, maybe the education system came way later. Um, our industrialization came way later. So in Germany, you have um, schools and factories and a tradition of excellence in um, high achievements in the modern world. And all that came way later in Switzerland. So I think uh, you will notice uh, a distinct difference when you are traveling from Switzerland to So Germany. there's a respect in Switzerland for the accomplishments of the Grosse Canton, the big state up north Germany. Absolutely. Um, I also would be interested in knowing, I know the French population is uh, much smaller, um, and how the French Swiss are different from the French or the Italian Swiss different from the Italians. Well, one of the good things, language-wise, is that the French Swiss have simplified their their counting, so they don't talk about four twenties. They talk about autant, so they they make it much easier. So I didn't they know go that. from sixty to seventies. Uh, you know, the French go to soixante-dix. They say setante. They don't say four twenties. They say autant. So they've kind of simplified it. That's one of the things I can think of. So, of so that's head. very practical. Very oh, Swiss. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very Swiss. Very well organized. So, yes. so everybody else goes sixty, seventy, eighty, and the French go sixty plus ten yeah. or four twenties. Yeah, but Quatre the Swiss have got it. They've they've got it logically. The Italian Swiss. I'm not sure they're less corrupt. One of the statistics we were looking very at good. was the fact that on the the international scale of corruption in countries. Switzerland is number one for being the least corrupt in business uh, versus politics. So. Whereas, whereas uh, <laughs> under-the-table business is You don't have to go very far across <laughs> to Milan and you will find a very different situation. But also I would say the uh, Italian uh, Swiss are interesting that way. We, um, I live in the United States now and we love listening to classical music and whenever we want just the safe thing whenever we want to have not too much of that experimental thing, you know, waking up in the morning, you don't want to listen to some discordant kind of a music. Well, we turn into the Swiss radio of uh, Switzerland Italiana, the Swiss Italian classical music station, and it will be just as nicely organized as you would expect it. It will be the predictable Dvorak's and Vivaldi's. And, uh, so you take the love of Italian <laughs> classical music yes, and you, you, yeah. you put over that some Swiss discipline. Discipline, and organization. what's the name of the radio station? Uh, radio della Svizzera Italiana. And we listen to that in Lake Como because we want to know if the weather, if it's going to be cloudy or sunny, everybody in Verena and Lake Como they listen to the Swiss one because that will be right. And the Italians will tell you lies. Oh, is that right? <laughs> they all say that. So just so our listeners know, Don, you live just south of the uh, Swiss I border. I live across the border in Italy, In Lake yes. Como in yes. Italy. Yeah. And you can, uh, you've lived in Switzerland, now you happen to be living yes. in Italy. But if you want a reliable weather report, you listen to the Swiss one. That's great. <laughs> Don, I hope that gives you some fun ideas. Thank you so much. Okay, bye now. You know, uh, Don White, I'm I'm just fascinated by the differences between the different countries in Europe. And there's the the famous joke about uh, the French and the German and the and the Italian and the Swiss and the mm-hmm. English policeman and cook and all that. And we have the different uh, regions in Switzerland. What is that joke, first of all? 
It's something we used to yeah. do teaching language to teach nationalities. So, so you've got five nationalities. Who, yeah. Ones we always did were the, the British, the French, the Germans, the Swiss, and the Italians. And we asked our, our pupils to put them into different categories, heaven and hell, and with different employments. So you've got the policeman, the engineer, the cook, the lover, and everything is organized by. And they would always do it the same way. So in heaven... The policemen are always going to be British. The cooks are always going to be French. The engineers are always going to be German. The lovers are always going to be Italian, and everything's organized by the Swiss. But in hell. (laughs) (laughs) And then you'd get various um, varieties. You would get, um, it was usually that the cooks were British, the engineers were French, the policemen were German, the lovers were Swiss, and everything was organized by the Italians. <laughs> that's, a, that's the perfect way, I think, to put it, yes. <laughs> and, and considering that Switzerland is a, sort of a microcosm of Europe in a lot of ways, with an Italian and a French and a uh, German corner, could you say within Switzerland, if you were to make a general statement, you could have the same joke about the Italians, French, and I don't German know Swiss? if they would do it quite so much there. I think I've always heard Swiss is Swiss, so okay. they would tell it about the other nationalities, but I don't know, would they do that within their own country? I think you're right, Don. I think it's something that uh, you are Swiss. You you might yeah. have a cultural yes. difference, you might have a, a speak a different language, but you do consider yourself uh, more Swiss and you kind of look maybe not down your nose at the French when you're a French-speaking Swiss, not But you're really, more Swiss than but French. Absolutely, yes. So you wouldn't say if you want good food in Switzerland, you go to the French area, and if you want chaos in Switzerland, go to the Italian area? No. Well, about the food, yes. About the, the chaos, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think the food is definitely better in the French and the Italian-speaking uh, parts, but Organization-wise, I think that's that's, that's the very Swiss. Swiss that's, that's the, Swiss, the, whether you're the Italian, defining, French, or German. <laughs> yeah, the defining <laughs> subject right there. I yes. like that. <laughs> because one of the things we notice when we I come over the border and I go to Lugano, I go to Lugano for the day, go shopping or whatever, mm-hmm. first thing is you cross the road and all the cars stop. Really? Now, Cause you, in Italy. Because you live just over the border yes, in Italy, but yeah. when you go into the Italian-Swiss uh, section... And you're walking down the street and you want to cross the road and you know, there's a crosswalk. You're you kind know, of going, what are these people just, doing in the crosswalk? They stop. <laughs> they, no, they stop. The cars stop. And we're not used to that in Italy. We're used to waiting until... You have to waiting. remind yourself they're speaking <laughs> Italian, but this is not So Italy. they've got a different mentality. I mean, yeah. it's Italian, yes, but it's still Swiss Italian. And I it's got slightly you. more well-behaved. <laughs> Absolutely. I would agree with that. And um, maybe just to, to throw in a little bit uh, where the whole country has a little bit of a, of a common denominator is that Really, even the German-speaking Swiss, they are the biggest. They are two-thirds of the, of the country um, culturally. But the influences come very strongly from France and from the French culture, going back historically all the way to the 16th century, 1515. Um, they had a friendship pact with the French. Mm. Then later, it was the Napoleonic uh, codes that were embraced strongly in Switzerland. Whether they are German, Italian, or French-speaking exactly. Swiss people. All I didn't cantons. realize that. So there is a sort of a, a cohesion with French culture and style. And you're a lot of French words in Swiss German. That's a good yeah. uh, good example. Merci. Yeah, merci. merci. That's right. You see the yeah. French. Uh, the billette, bit. <laughs> yeah, and the billette, the merci. Uh, it is, by the way, funny because you, you talk about Swiss German and whenever I say merci, filmol, or ciao, 
you think now I use the French or an Italian word. Yeah. Not so. This mm -hmm. is Swiss. <laughs> ciao <laughs> is ciao. There's that's Swiss German. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Italians might have ciao, but that's something else. Okay, We so have ciao. <laughs> you speak Swiss German and ciao is Swiss exactly, German. Absolutely. And merci for thank you, same thing. Merci, absolutely, yes. <laughs> Fascinating. April's calling in from Roseville, California. April, thanks for your call. Thanks for having me. By pure accident, in fall of 2012, my husband and I were at a hotel having breakfast on the Oregon coast and heard German being spoken. And we got to talking with the couple and found out that they were Swiss farmers and were traveling and were interested in California agriculture. So after talking for over an hour, we uh, invited them, if they had time, that we'd be happy to host them. And sure enough, a few, ten days later, we got a call from them and hosted them for three days and showed them our California agriculture, and they invited us to Switzerland. We joined them last summer, and we were overwhelmed by their kindness. We just had such a wonderful time, and they shared their some of their special Swiss customs, and especially mm. on August the 1st, which is, I understand, their national Swiss holiday, correct, yes. like our 4th of July. And mm. she cooked braided Swiss breads for us on Sunday. And Oh, great. That's up. That's wonderful. <laughs> April, we you were did... just overwhelmed. You'll be impressed by the hospitality and the warmth of the Swiss people when you stay in the hotels and the guest houses and the Zimmers. But if you can just make a friend, and it's easy to do, get invited into a home, and it gives you a very rich experience. We had a 95-year-old friend of theirs who she used to work for play the accordion for us in a Swiss chalet overlooking their dairy. Hard to beat that. Hard I, to beat that. Now, Martin, uh, April mentioned uh, the 4th of July in Switzerland, which is August 1st. I've been there on August 1st. It's a great time. How might a traveler enjoy Independence Day in Switzerland? I think the just showing up is pretty much it. I think the Swiss do get a little bit of a, a knock or a, get a little bit criticized for not being able to party. But I think especially on the 1st of August, you will notice that it's being uh, whooped up and uh, there will be music playing. There will be some boring um, mayor somewhere at a microphone telling you uh, all his accomplishments of the last year that will probably involve just very small, small accomplishments. But um, it is a fun time to be there. There will be fireworks, like I said, music playing. People will be out in the streets. The 1st of August is, is a big deal. At least the afternoon will be off. We can't be too lazy and take the whole take national the day, day off. off. <laughs> half a day is all that, that's required by law. So and then most let your hair down just a little bit after the mayor's done talking. Yes, yes. All Not right. too much. <laughs> April, thanks for your call. Thank you so much. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been talking about the different cultures of Switzerland. And, of course, the small country, you've got four distinct languages. With each language, there's a different cuisine, a different architecture, and even a different temperament. But also, you've got a country that is proud and through and through Swiss. Don White, what is it about Swiss culture? Give an example of how it all holds together in spite of its diversity. I think it's a lot to do with the fact that Switzerland has succeeded in being a neutral country since 1815. They've had a constitution which has been there since 1848 and how the Swiss parliament is always the same people. A lot of people don't know who the, the prime minister is, if you like, but it's always the same people who are there and there's a continuity of government. What do you mean the same people? Um, they have elected seven people into the federal... Federal councils. Council. Mm -hmm. so that would be the executive One of them mm -hmm. will become 
prime minister, if you like, or in charge, but only for one year. So then nobody mm-hmm. really knows who it so is. So it's a very weak executive branch. You've learned from your other uh, neighbors you don't want to have a, a king or, or a tyrant. Yes. And there's a built-in uh, mechanism to keep one man from having too much power. Yes, and within the seven, they've already decided they're going to have two from this party, two from this party, two from this, and one from the other. Wow. And yeah. the point is Switzerland excels in pluralism. In pluralism. And, Everybody uh, gets along together. What everybody in Europe considers the characteristic of the Swiss is the compromise. Um, Nobody will be a complete winner or a complete loser. Whenever there is a political discrepancies, the Swiss are just uh, champions of finding a compromise, of finding the, the common ground. There is a culture of 700, 800 years that has been building on this. Martin Minnick and Don White, thanks so much for giving us an insight into Switzerland and, and how a country with such diversity lives together so well. And as we like to say, Mosch halt reden mit de Lüt. You've got to talk with people. Mosch halt reden mit de Lüt. <laughs> I like that. You've got to talk with people. Don, say, what, what would you say in Switzerland? Well, what they teach foreigners as a kind of tongue twister to see if you're going to make it or not is which is a small kitchen cupboard. Now, why that should be the first uh, word that you're ever going to learn in any language, I don't know. That's enough to make you not want to talk to people, but I like But remember, it's a throat disease. It's not a language. <laughs> Switzerdeutz. It's a throat disease, not a language. There's a touristic brochure title for you. Rick Steves teaches smart travel to Germany, Austria, Switzerland, the Low Countries, and beyond. At ricksteves.com, you'll find an archive of interviews from his radio show, free audio tours, a monthly travel newsletter, and a world of information to help you turn your travel dreams into smooth and affordable reality. To prepare for your next European adventure, begin your trip at ricksteves.com.